Welcome to Hoof and Horn, a pagan podcast with T-Rex and Braxis Mudai, where we talk about witchcraft, paganism, music, the occult, and whatever else we want.
Hello, Braxis. Hello, T-Rex. How are you in this uh, fucking post-apocalyptic? <laughs> no, that's after, isn't it? Yeah, pre, pre-apocalyptic. End uh, times, that's the word I keep seeing. End times. Mm. It's the fucking end times. Well, I think that we have to actively remember to stay grounded. Mm-hmm. And to not freak out. To be safe. And... Safe. Safe and Better respectful, safe than sorry. and if you don't feel good, stay home and mm-hmm. wash your hands. And we've all been hearing it; we've all been seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm nervous, but I know that my family has survived because I'm here, and your family has survived things because you're here, and. Everyone that's listening to this is here because their family has survived things. And I posted about it on Facebook the other day, you know? Whether it's been war or upheavals or struggles or leaving homelands by force or voluntarily, we're here because of thousands of people behind us. And so it's a good time to work with your ancestors. If you never have, that's okay. Light a candle speak their names out loud. You don't have to have pictures of them to do that. And just ask for their protection and guidance. Because, as I just learned, maybe a half an hour ago, my family, you know, obviously survived the Spanish flu, which was devastating. You know, they did what they had to do, and they camped outside their town in Italy, and this was my grandfather's brother and my great-grandparents um and I remember my uncle Tony he was a rad dude and so people did what they had to do and we'll do what we have to do that's where I'm at at the moment and sometimes I vacillate you know between panic and it's fine (laughs) so I think we could give ourselves graces to just feel whatever kind of comes up in that moment but always remembering to to ground it's totally off the subject but uh out of what you just said, I really like that you're bringing back the word rad. I have never let go of the word <laughs> rad, and I've never let go of the word mint, okay? Kid of the 80s here. <laughs> Everything is mint. Do you remember the movie, Rad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, wasn't the whole thing about him doing a backflip on, so. on his BMX? Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, also, I think just being human and you hear the word pandemic and you, you're going to freak out. It's just, sure. just part of the... Sure. Um, I listened to a really great uh, podcast called... Um, look, they're going to get free advertising. Mm. Ology, I think it was about. And she... Ologist. And it was... Uh, you know, she talked to a virologist, a microbiologist, uh, disasterologists... Um, and that's a thing. There, yes, it's a thing. Wow. Um, and they asked the disasterologist, you know, is this is this the apocalypse? And the disasterologist was like, No, this isn't the apocalypse. You know, it's a serious thing. Um, but be safe and wash your hands and don't go out and protect people who are, you know, immunocompromised and, you know. Stop hoarding the masks because they're probably not using them right. And guess what, kids? You use a mask wrong, and studies say that you take in more virus when you use the mask wrong. So just don't. Mm. Um, you know, wash your hands and don't touch your face. Mm. But it really, it, I'd look for it. It's a really good um, episode, and it's quite calming. When I, when I listened to it I felt better than when I started it and that was the reason why I had recommended it I think 50 minutes in and I was like this is definitely something that people should listen to So, well and apparently to survive all of this uh, the key component is toilet paper <laughs> my mother told me just on the phone before Uh-oh. that one of the, she, do you she, want to divulge this on? Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> it's not even about my family. Okay. It's about like someone she knows' sister has ninety five rolls of toilet paper. Holy shit! 
really? Stop posting pictures of empty grocery stores because all that is doing is creating more panic mm -hmm. and more people running out to the store to buy food and hoard it up. Mm -hmm. Stop. If you did it, take it down and don't do it again. It's not helpful. It's not helpful. And stop hoarding the toilet paper. Well, I, you... I've tricked everybody because I got a couple boxes of Kleenexes. <laughs> there was plenty of those left. <laughs> <laughs> don't flush them, though. Right. I don't know if that's good for septic systems. Oh. I asked Braxis today to prepare one of the meditations that he's done for our family of covens, and everybody really likes it, and you've offered this at festivals. Um, I'm gonna, gonna do the dumbed down version. Well, sure, just, just, just a little... it's time consuming and right. all that. But, but I just thought it would be nice before... Yeah, I agree. So don't listen to this while you're driving. Sure. You know, mm -mm. you want to kind of snuggle on your, on your couch or in your bed. Find that comfortable place. Yeah. So I'm gonna turn this over to you. Bring and I the want lights you to bring down everybody. low. If you have pets, put them away. I always love that before meditations. They give you this like 20 things that are pretty obvious about how to calm down. You know. <laughs> I will say that uh, if you do meditate, you, and anybody who meditates properly already knows this, but uh, you should do it in the same spot mm -hmm. all the time because that energy collects there. And each time you do it, not only because you're practicing it, but you'll get to that point quicker because of the energy that's already there. It's totally true. I want to tell you a little story about um, my A man named Jed? No. Oh. Did he barely keep his family safe? <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> No, I don't know anybody named Jed. Okay. Um, no, it ties into what you just said. Uh, my high priestess had a futon that's where she always did her meditations. Mm -hmm. And then anyone that slept over her apartment would sleep on this futon and then end up having super crazy dreams. Ooh. Because it became now that's a this, reason right there just right? to do it the same Yeah. Thing. So it just became this kind of interesting magical little place so yeah cool. I can get behind that yeah so let's let's do this thing Shit. let's go ahead and get in your spot try to forget about <laughs> the things that are going on in the world with your own life and all over Close your eyes. And we're gonna do a, a pattern breathing just here in the beginning. And that means you're gonna breathe in for four seconds. You're gonna hold it for four seconds. You're gonna breathe out for four seconds and hold it for four seconds. And do that again. Breathe in for four seconds. Hold it for four seconds. Breathe out for four seconds. Hold it for four seconds. And you can do that as many times as you want, but I'm only going to do it twice here. Then I want you to bring your attention to your root chakra at the base of your spine. That red ball of light that's always spinning and always activated connects you with Mother Earth, keeps you grounded, keeps us in this physical manifestation that we find ourselves in. And just see it turning in whatever way you feels good for you, and however fast feels good for you. Really picture it burning bright, spinning a red ball of light. And once you feel like you've really got that, can see it, hopefully you can feel it, bring a golden thread up from there, just to just below your navel, to your sacral chakra. There you see an orange, bright, burning light. 
and this one's spinning in the opposite direction as the one below it. They're kind of working as gears, as one, one turns one way, the other turns the other way. See them spinning and working with each other, both becoming brighter. Then follow that gold light, that thread, up to your solar plexus. And there, see your solar chakra open up. And here you'll see a yellow light spinning in the opposite direction as the one below it. Those two before feeding into that helping it spin, helping it grow brighter. Think about the sun, a bright yellow. Then pull that golden thread from there to the center of your chest, to your heart chakra. And there, see a green light open up, spinning in the opposite direction as the one below it. Think about the love that you have for yourself, for your family, for the earth, for your pets. Concentrate on that. Green light, getting brighter, feeding off the others below it. All working in a gear system. Then see that golden thread come up to the middle of your throat. And there see a blue light open up. Your etheric chakra. See this blue light spinning in the opposite direction as the one below it. Getting brighter as you breathe. All of them lit up. All of them getting stronger with each breath you take. Feeding off of each other like a system of cogs. Helping each other to spin. Helping each other to burn brighter. Then see that golden thread go up through your face to your third eye. And there, see an indigo light open up. The middle of your forehead, an indigo light spinning in the opposite direction as the one below it. This too gets brighter with each breath you take and each breath that you exhale. All of these working together all of these feeding off each other. Then pull that golden thread up through the top of your head to your crown chakra. See there a white light open up. This connects you to the astral plane, to other dimensions, to the realm of the divine, to the entrance to the god and goddess. See this light spinning in the opposite direction as the one below it. And take a few minutes to breathe in deeply. And just let your chest fall with the weight. Try not to push out your exhale. Bring in as much air you can with the inhale and then just let it fall. You're not spending energy on exhaling. You're spending energy on bringing in oxygen. Take a few deep breaths, and then we're gonna go into your mind's eye. And you're gonna see yourself sitting at the bottom of the sea 
and you're going to feel and see the plants waving, yourself waving to that gentle tide of the ocean. A pulling this way and a pulling that way. Gently rocking you with each breath you take. And as you breathe in the water into your lungs, you find that breathing becomes even easier than before. It's almost slicker. It's almost easier to bring in that oxygen and let your chest fall. The waves are helping you. Breathe easily for a moment. See yourself sitting there. All your lights from your chakras lit up and making a rainbow color reflection all around you. See that light. Feel the waves. Breathe in deep and easy release your exhale. Now I want you to picture each time you breathe in that there's a school of blue transparent minnows swimming in front of you. And each time you breathe in they go in through your nose and they go throughout your entire body. And when you exhale, you're releasing red minnows out into the ocean. Breathe in the blue minnows of positive energy and let them swim through your entire body chasing out the red minnows. Picture this each time you breathe in and each time you exhale. Breathe in the blue, exhale the red. And the minnows are here to help you just as the ocean is. So they're actively in your body searching for the negative energy represented by the red minnows. They're here to help you bring in the positive energy to find any nook and cranny in your entire body where you might feel or find pain or sluggishness or negative thoughts or negative feelings they're here to wipe you clean of these breathe in deep see them going in let your chest fall and see them coming out. Pretty soon, as you breathe this way, you'll begin to notice that blue ones are starting to come out when you exhale. And this is because you're running out of negative energy. They're actively finding these minnows in your body and forcing them out through your mouth. Breathe in the blue, exhale the red, and each time you do it you see more blue minnows. So that pretty soon you're only breathing in blue minnows and ex exhaling blue minnows meaning that you're filling your body up with positive energy, clean energy. Negative thoughts are floating away in a school of red fish. See that school get smaller and smaller away from you. And all around you are blue minnows. Not a single red one to be found. Continue seeing this and breathing like this. Give yourself minutes. 
give yourself time. Give yourself plenty of positive energy. Until you're surrounded by a school of blue minnows. And not a red one to be found. As you breathe in and breathe out, the sea level begins to drop. You can feel the water being sucked into the earth, slowly draining. All around you, a vast expanse, the ocean floor, full of blue minnows as the water is sucked into the earth. Feel the water draining, coming down. With each exhale, it gets closer to the top of your head. Breathe in. Exhale, and the water lowers to your eye level. And now you can see a great blue sky with white puffy clouds and a magnificent sun, representation of more positive energy, more positive thoughts. Inhale, exhale, and the water level lowers again, bringing your face out of the water, but still you breathe easy. Breathe in again, exhale again, and see the water level lower again. This time down to your shoulders. Still feel the waves of the tide, still rocking you, still helping you. Picture the blue minnows now around you. Look down in the water and see them. Helping you clear your body of any negative energy any red minnows. Breathe in again. Exhale again. The water level lowers to your waist. You feel the warmth of the sun on your bare skin. A slight breeze in the air. Birds in the sky. Breathe in again, exhale again, and the water lowers down to your knees, and again you feel the more warmth of the sun, more of a slight breeze, you see the minnows in the remaining water. Watch them float away, swimming back home, swimming away only to come back when you need them. For your final breath here, take in a nice big inhale. And as you exhale, picture the earth sucking up the last of the water and with it taking any negative energy you might still have. See that negative energy as a black ooze that goes away with the water and is sucked down into the earth. The earth knows what to do with it. Take a moment to feel the breeze. You're almost completely dry because of the sun, because of the air. feels great. 
feels good. Breathe in for your final time again. And picture yourself free, completely and utterly free from all thoughts of the past, all thoughts of the future, only this second right now is all that exists. And you're okay with that. And you're positive about that. Then I want you to see your crown chakra, that white burning light. Slowing down. And finally fading out. Suck that golden thread back down to your third eye. See that indigo fading, slowing down, and disappearing. With the weight of your breath, pull that thread further down to your throat. When that blue light begins to fade, goes out. Feel the thread come down to your heart chakra, that green light. Feel the love that you have for Mother Earth. Like goddess who knows what to do with your negative energy. See that light fading and going out. Let that thread fall back down to your solar plex with that yellow light spinning, fading, and going out. Taking another deep breath. As you exhale, that thread pulls down yet again to that orange light. See it fading slowing down and going out. And that thread returns back into your root chakra, that red burning light that keeps you connected to Mother Earth. Picture yourself there, sitting in the sun, your skin completely dry, your hair dry, the wind blowing. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Practice. I really appreciate that meditation. Uh, no problem. I, I call often, that. Go ahead. What? I often like lead people through those kinds of things, so it's rare that I get to just Practice. listen and do it. So, Go. and obviously not the minnow part. I'm talking about like chakras and right. whatever's happening. Right. But and that's not. I mean, I. That's from some. The minnow part is wasn't my idea, but I really liked it and it mm -hmm. really helped me with the visuals and stuff. So I can't remember who that was original that I heard that from. Actually, I read it in a book, but I don't remember that now. That's okay. Yeah, um, I call that under the sea. <laughs> Not really. It's interesting to start it under the sea like that because you're like, wait a minute, I'm gonna see how can right. I be breathing. Right. But and I are. think when you actually tell people that it's easier to breathe, it mm -hmm. becomes okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing. I don't know. I had some at uh, Starwood. I had some really good responses from that. A girl came in with her back all hurting and stuff. And then all I heard after that was how much her back didn't hurt. And I heard that for the rest of the time we were there. <laughs> Just continuous. Every time I saw her, my back still doesn't hurt. <laughs> good. Thanks, awesome. Meadows. Yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm so glad. I don't know how that one was special, but I think I played tablas in that too oh, during wow. the break of it. Cool. 
Word up. Well, I figure that we will round out this emergency episode with a medicinal tea that Ooh. I created the other day. It's actually for my parents. I'm going to mail it off to them and then make another batch of it for my house. And then a spell working that everybody can do. Um, but first, the tea recipe. I call this Love Your Lungs Tea. Ooh, time out for tiny little tea leaves. Mm -hmm. And because this virus off is known to affect, I've heard the lower respiratory tract. Um, the, the herbs that are in here are, I chose for specific reasons. So um, when I make a tea base, I often utilize peppermint and nettles as like the bulk of like the base because it can be a little not so tasty drinking some of the, the herbs that are out there but nettles and peppermint are pretty yummy um zoe, zoe settle could down. just settle down settle remember we have a dog and a cat here so nettles and peppermint that's the base of the tea um I would start with two tablespoons of peppermint leaf and four tablespoons of nettles or nettle leaf. The nettle flushes out toxins in your body. It's also super healthy. It's got tons of vitamins in it, minerals, amino acids, so drink up your nettles. Um, to that, you're also going to add four tablespoons of mullein leaf. Um, the mullein I have, there's some that I've uh, harvested myself. You find mullein, um, not that you want to be drinking much that grows on the roadside, but mullein grows in disturbed ground. Um, it was brought over from Europe, I'm pretty sure. And you find it, it just seeds itself in that way. And it has like a, it's by uh, annual, I think. So I've noticed it in places where, um, ground has been dug up if you watch that those areas you'll see nettle come up there once you see nettle or sorry not nettle millen once you see that you're never going to unsee that plant um, it is wonderful the leaves itself are wonderful for the respiratory tract they really help with coughs and bronchial congestion um, mullen is an antiseptic and astringent um, a nervine an analgesic an antihistamine, an antihistamine. anti-cancer, antioxidant. It is antiviral. Um, it is antibacterial. It is a cardiodepressant. So if you have on heart, any kind of heart medications, I think maybe you avoid uh, mullein. Um, it's a fungicide. It's a sedative. It's lovely. I have used mullein oil with garlic to. Um, take Aiden once, my son once had an earache. He really, my kids have not been, thank the gods, much sick children at all. They have had a cold a year, but when he was about, I'd say three, he did have an ear infection and I used uh, garlic and mullein oil in his ears and knocked that thing right out. So uh, you're gonna add your mullein in there. Then there's also going to be two tablespoons of olive leaf. And this one is a new one for me. Um, I've got some at the store. I've made a tincture out of it, which means that I am soaking it for about six weeks in 100 proof alcohol, meaning grain alcohol. But it takes six weeks for that tincturing process. So I've added the olive leaf to this tea. Um, it reduces the incident length of the infection that you have. And it is also antimicrobial, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, and it is immune stimulating. So add your olive leaf. And that's just like, the more and more I read about olive leaf, I, I thought about the reason why Athens was named Athens. And the, the myth goes that the people were choosing whether or not they were going to name the city for Athena or if they were to name the city for Poseidon and it was what the gods were offering the people and 
I'm sorry, Poseidon, but I don't remember what his offering was, but Athena's offering was the olive tree. And they chose Athena for their patron or matron goddess because of this olive. It was medicinal, um, the olive oil, if you consider like olive oil throughout the Mediterranean, it was a massive product and um, a lot of money was made from it, but it's really, really good for you. Olive oil is one of the best oils to, you know, consume in a dietary way. So the Popeye's leaf. Wife. Yes, olive oil. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, she was super healthy too, spinach and olive oil. Is that Does that come from, you know, people say they offered the olive branch, you know, as a Yeah, it's a sacred, yeah, yeah, sacred, sacred company. tree, yeah. Um, so that's a new, a new herb that I'm, herb or leaf that I'm playing with a bit. Um, so yeah, two tablespoons of that. And then I put in there two tablespoons of hibiscus flowers. And hibiscus flowers are also an antioxidant and they taste good. Um, I've gotten the the kids to drink a lot of the teas that I make when they are not feeling well. Um, and hibiscus flower. And also if you want to add rose hips, if you can find the edible dried rose hips, these you would add to I add these to a lot of teas when the when I'm sick or the boys are sick because of the amount of vitamin C that's in rose hips. And so again it's four tablespoons of nettle leaf, four tablespoons of mullein leaf, two tablespoons of peppermint, two tablespoons of hibiscus flower, two tablespoons of olive leaf, and you'll use about two to three teaspoons per eight ounces of water. You don't want to boil these, you want to make an infusion. So that means you bring your water to a boil, you pour the over the, the uh, herbs, the tea mixture, cover it, and then just let it steep for about 10 minutes. Um, you can add honey, strain out your herbs obviously, but then you can add honey if you want to, but I drank this one straight and it was fine for me. Um, now to add a little bit of the witchcraft to it, Ooh. when I <laughs> when I make these teas, I don't just throw the herbs together and and wham bam boil my water and drink it. You these are I look at these things as they're spirits. So there's energy to all of these different plants, and so I call on the spirits of the herbs that I am blending together, whether that be for a tea or for an oil that I might be making or an incense that I might be making. And so, you know, call on each one of them. Tell them what you're at, why you're using them. What are you adding them for? What do you want them to do? How are you going to stir this tea together? This is a sacred thing. And so while we're using them for their medicinal qualities, add that magic into it. Magics. And then drink your magics and share this with people. Everyone's hoarding shit like, you know, we talked about before. Toilet paper and wipes. Make medicine and, you know, check with people and make sure that they can have something like mullein leaf. Um, but share the medicines that you make. Feed this to your family. Feed it to yourself. And be well. Here's also a recipe for fire cider. Now there's lots of different kinds of recipes for fire cider that are out there. Um, Majority of them all have the same basic ingredients. Um, This is really helpful to make at the start of cold and flu season, but one of the downsides to it is that it takes three to four weeks for this to be ready. So um, I still think it's a valuable thing to have and if you have these things on hand, you might consider making yourself a batch. So you're gonna need a quart of vinegar and I use raw apple cider vinegar. You're gonna need an onion. You're gonna chop that up. You're gonna need a head of garlic. Peel all those little cloves and chop those up. You're gonna need a quarter cup of grated fresh horseradish. Sometimes this is a little hard to find. Make it anyway if you don't have it. You know, horseradish in a can is not what you're looking for. You need that root and you need to grate that up. 
um, two tablespoons of powdered turmeric, a pinch of cayenne, and later on, after this process, at, at that three to four week uh, point, you are going to need a cup or so of honey, more or less to your to your taste level. I also add to my fire ciders. I add astragalus um, pieces, shaved pieces, of dried astragalus to it, um, a chopped up lemon. I also have put in there. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Well, that's the basic one. If I remember, I'll place that additional item in the in the show notes. So this is hardcore stuff. Um, when you're like, what is in that? Yeah, all that stuff is in there. You probably don't want to take a nice big sniff of it before you do, you know, a tablespoon or two shot of this when it's ready. But I, I swear by it. I feel like it's really, really helpful for colds and flus. Um, I'm not saying that either one of these things, fire cider or the love your lungs tea is going to kick coronavirus if you if you catch this virus. These are things that are kind of preventative and overall nourishing to your body. If you start to feel like you're getting a cold, you're gonna take this fire cider, one to two tablespoons at the first sign of it and throughout the day, maybe every two to three hours until those symptoms subside. If your symptoms do not subside and you feel like you need further medical attention, obviously you're gonna go get that. So. Again, chop up all of these, grate up all of these ingredients, pour that apple cider vinegar on top. If your jar has a metal top, you'll wanna put a little bit of parchment paper on the top of the where the vinegar sits or some cheesecloth and prevent the, um, the vinegar from touching any kind of metal lid. If you've got a plastic lid, that would be that would be okay to use and make sure that all your ingredients those uh, the onion and the horseradish and all that stuff is covered by the vinegar and not sticking out the top because then you know in three or four weeks that's not going to be good because it will have gone bad so everything has to be covered by the vinegar and finally you're going to call upon the powers of these roots and herbs and garlic clove all of these things have healing properties and you're going to talk to these spirits as you utilize them you can look up on the internet all of the healing properties of onion and garlic and horseradish and turmeric and honey and write it down write down what you're asking of each one of these ingredients and do this with somewhat of reverence and magic and power and i'm telling you you're going to have a great product at the end. And last but not least for your magical working, I've thought a while about this and I, I think that the best things that we can do now beyond our personal hygiene and protection and and the mundane things is the protection of our homes, our towns, and our cities. For this, I, I do not think that magical workers can work on a, on a global scale here. You know, it's not like the spell to kill the coronavirus everywhere. Sometimes when you, when you shoot closer to home and everybody takes a piece of this giant puzzle, I think that's where our magic can be most powerful and so the as far as i would recommend anybody going with this would be the state that you're in um the town or city if you have a very big city you know if you're in new york city you're in los angeles you're in chicago uh indianapolis maybe you're just working on that city but if you want to work on your state just to, sort of depending don't go further than than the state um, there are a couple of different options here. For both options, you're going to get yourself, um, if you've got a votive light, you know, the tall seven-day candles, or sometimes they're really kind of five days the way that they burn. 
um, if all you have is a birthday candle, tea lights, something. And the two options here are whether you want to work with the angel of your town or state, or if you would like to work with uh, the goddess Cori. Of course, any deity that you regularly work with, uh, of course, you'll work with them. Um, I know that there are some witches and pagans that don't get down with with angels. Uh, I think that we, as a group of people, might you know suspect that these things are, or have this belief that these things are just you know worked with in, in Christianity and in, in the Bible. But um, these things are pre any of that. These are celestial. These do not just specifically belong to, to Christianity. It may not be the route that you want to take, um, but I'm going to put it out here and, and put all these things in the show notes as well and, and do what you feel best called to do. Um, two options with when working with um, Corey is there will be a, a verse here written by a lovely friend of mine years ago. I found it on the table here when I was setting up to do this and uh, it's probably here and still out here for a reason. I found it in my office a couple weeks ago and it's still sitting here and so I'll share that with you as well. If you're choosing to work with one of the angels, the angel of your town, the angel of your state, there's also some psalms that you can use along with this. And again, psalms are not just for Christianity. Psalms come from Jewish magic. So in the show notes, there will also be a link to readersandrootworkers.org. Again, readersandrootworkers.org. I refer to this often if I want to use a psalm for a magical working. Um, I will give you a bit of history that is on this page. Um, and this is, I'm reading this directly off, off the page, and you can go and read this for yourself as well. This is the history of psalmic magic. The tradition of praying the psalms for magical, medical, or social remediation is an old Jewish custom. Additionally, Jewish folk magicians and Kabbalists have, over the centuries, developed a method of working with the psalms in prescriptive rites, such as the consecration of talismans and as an adjunct to spellcasting for various conditions. The earliest book on the subject, the Hebrew text, Shemush Tel Ilhim, which means on the use of the Psalms, dates back to the 10th century Common Era. In the 1700s, Johannes Gottfried Selig, a German-Jewish convert to Christianity, translated the book into German language. Shortly thereafter, it entered the United States when Selig himself emigrated to Pennsylvania, where he lived with a group of devout men known as the monks of the Wissahickon. By the early 1800s, the book had been well accepted among Pennsylvania German Christian practitioners of folk magic. There is a name here. I'm probably going to destroy it. Brauchirai, which is better known to English-speaking Americans as powwow magic. In the late 19th century, the American Ashkenazi Jewish publishers, Weeman Brothers, translated Selig's German language edition into English and anglicized the author's name as well. Under the title, Secrets of the Psalms, a fragment of the practical Kabbalah by Godfrey Selig, the ancient Jewish magic book was introduced to the African-American folk magic community by Jewish pharmacists and occult shop owners. By the early 1900s, Secrets of the Psalms had become one of the most popular books used by conjure doctors and spiritual practitioners of hoodoo and root work, and, is widely, and its wide popularity continues to the present, present day. Here, this is all combined. Uh, it says, our compilation of the uses of the Psalms in hoodoo and root work is based on the English language edition of Secrets of the Psalms, and it also incorporates original African-American hoodoo variations on this ancient Jewish book of magical art. So if you can set aside any issues that you might have with working with the Bible for magic, there is, there is magic in there. There is also a bunch of crap in there, but you're utilizing this for magical reasons. 
as a student of Catherine Ironwood and her Hoodoo Rootwork course. I have been working with these as well, and I have found some decent success with utilizing these as a, as a tech for magic. Now you can use Psalm 11 if you would like. Psalm 11 is often used to cast off fear. Psalm 33 is protection for families. It's also for blessings and abundance. Psalm 49, this is to heal serious illnesses, diseases, and fevers. Psalms 67, it's for protection and it's against illness and, fe and fever. Psalm 91, protection from distress and harm. And Psalm 122, peace within a city. And so again, readersandrootworkers.org, maybe I'll be able to say that right someday. <laughs> and you can click on the Psalm, use the link and, and, and read them as you light your candle. Whether you light the candle, you continue to keep it burning, depending on how much, you know, how many candles you might have. If you want to sit with it, light your candle a little bit each evening. That's completely up to you. If working with the goddess Cori might be something that you feel more called to do, uh, here we are approaching the spring equinox. And in some traditions, that work with Persephone and Cori. Cori as the spring maiden, Persephone in the name of, you know, the queen of the underworld. Here is a time where the maiden returns to her mother, to Demeter, to the lands where spring is beginning and leaves behind, you know, her husband and Hades and, and the underworld. Um, Corey knows what it's like to travel, to be trans transitional. Um, she knows what it's like to be in shadow. And while we are supposed to be coming up here at this time, the earth is still doing it, you guys. We might have to sit back a bit as people and kind of go to ground, but the earth is still doing what she needs to do. And so maybe we let her do that and we kind of lie fallow for a little while as much as we can. This chant that I will admit I do not remember the tune to this because it's been many years can still be something just simply read. If you're musically inclined and you want to put a tune to this, you absolutely can. Corey, we can feel you. With you, we will descend. Be our light in the shadow. Transform and rise again. Bring us your song of courage. Show us your endless love. Be our light in the shadow. Transform and rise above. And that is by Andrea Dawn. Thank you for letting me use that, Andrea. Okay. Well, we're not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> no we are not you know what we are not yeah. that's something to remember yeah. keep your hands away from your mouth especially if you touched your butt <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks for that tip you're welcome don't shake hands with anybody give them right. the old I don't know hello I'll yeah wave. hello we're waving we mm -hmm. are bumping elbows right we're... I don't even want to touch mm. you don't even want to bump elbows no no. All right. Well, I'm cool. If you pass me and you want to bump elbows, we're okay. good. That's cool. If you want to wave from across the room, mm -hmm. you know, I think I blew a, blew a little kiss the other day over with my friends at Conspire Contemporary Craft. Um, and stay, stay calm. Calm. Stay calm. We play this for the for the minnow meditation anytime that you need it. Yes ground. Go walk outside with your bare feet. Might still be a little bit cold where you are, where we are, but earthing. Right? Dirt has antidepressants Dirt. in it. It does. Stick your fingers in there. Yeah. Stick your toes in there. You know, music isn't canceled and art isn't canceled and going on a hike in the forest isn't canceled. Gotta make the best of it. Yeah. Better safe than sorry. We'll get through it. Word up. So let's 
get out of here with a song by Parenchyma. Sweet. Waylaid? Waylaid. And like this one, guys, sit back, close your eyes, and just listen to this all the way to the end. Helps with headphones, too. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye.